All right, here we go. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priest have delivered thee unto me. What have you done? What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. And then one translation says this of verse 36. Jesus said, my kingdom does not belong to this world. My kingdom does not belong to this world. My followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish authorities. No, my kingdom, he emphasizes, does not belong here. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 18. And the Lord shall deliver me, and the Lord shall deliver me, and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. Not just some, not just a few things. Every, well, I'm trying to throttle it back here. I don't care what the devil throws at you. God's going to deliver you from it. And will preserve me unto the heavenly kingdom, to whom being glory forever and ever. Amen. One translation says this. And the Lord will rescue me. He's going to rescue me from all evil and take me safely into his heavenly kingdom. My subject for a few moments, I feel the Lord impressed this upon me this week. Satan, your kingdom is coming down. Well, hallelujah. Your kingdom is coming down. I know that's an old song from the 80s, and it's still one of my favorites, but the devil's kingdom is coming down. Let's just lift up our voices. I thank you. You've been a great church today. The power of the Lord has been here. Come on, reach out to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Turn to somebody and... Cup your hands over your mouth since they're a long ways away and tell them the devil's kingdom is coming down. Tell them the devil's kingdom. Thank you. Thank you so much. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. We're living in two different worlds. We're living in the natural world. That's the world where you get up and uh, stumble to the bathroom and you make your way downstairs and you get in your car with your hair going everywhere and you finally go to that liberal unsafe place called Starbucks, pay $12 for a cup of coffee and that's what you do. You do what you do. That's what you do. Amen. The natural world. You live in that natural world. You clock in, you clock out. Not been a lot of clocking in and clocking out the last couple months, but uh, you have your job you go to your restaurant, but there is a spiritual world. Now, outside these doors, they know about the natural world, but we are the church, 
and we put emphasis on the spiritual world. We put emphasis on the things that are unseen. Amen. There's so many people, a high majority of people outside these doors that have no comprehension of the spiritual world. And sad to say, but I believe that there are a lot of people in churches and even more so, or not more so, but even also Pentecostal churches, they seem to lose sight. And could it be at the river that we lose sight of the fact that there is a spiritual world? We are moving and operating in the spirit. Amen. And I believe that there are things that are taking place. I know you know it. You wouldn't be here if you didn't feel this way. There are things that are taking place in the spirit world. There are things that are taking place today. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Just in this service today, I got a little worried, a little concerned, and we had this mishap with my mom, and I just kind of felt like there was something moving. But I don't know if you felt it, but the Spirit of God just came in here when we started singing that song. Uh, you can't, that's not hype. Uh, you know, you, you, you just could feel it moving. I don't know what you want, but I want things to take place in the spirit world. I want the same angel who is not dead. I want the same angel that troubled the waters at the pool of Bethesda. I want the same angel to come in and trouble the waters at the river of life. If I can pray a prayer, Lord, send your angel. I'm ready for healings to take place. I'm ready for the miraculous. Does anybody believe in the spirit world? Clap your hands if you believe it. Stay with me. I'm going to jump all over the place and just try to put this together. And so we are living in the spirit world, and there are kingdoms. Somebody say kingdoms. Amen. We live in a country that we are very blessed. I want to inform you, just be careful how much you uh, would might want to complain and and uh, maybe things aren't lining up with you in life, and maybe you didn't get that job you wanted or that house that you applied for with the bank. Stay with the program because, in all honesty, you are living like royalty in a sense compared to other people that live in this world. Amen. We are a blessed people. You are a blessed people. But I want to inform you that there is another level that we don't or we cannot comprehend. There is a level of royalty. There is, a, there is an echelon that few people live on, uh, and uh, a lot of them used to be kings and, and still are in the oil industry, but now they've become kings over technology, amen, and uh, inventions and so forth uh, that are attracting people. They live like kings, amen. They live, and so I begin to think kingdom, a kingdom. What is that? Well, it's a, it's a place that is ruled by a king, and so when I preached uh, with the Arthurs uh, and we went over into India, uh, we were way up in the northern por portion of India. And uh, so Brother Arthur brought something to my attention that just left uh, something, an imprint in my mind. And what he began to talk about was a country called uh, Bhutan. Bhutan. And uh, 
It is uh, Indian-type country, a Buddhist country, and this is prior to 2008, which has changed. Uh, so it's about 17 or 18 years ago. And what he began to talk about, he said, you see that area up in there? And I don't know if uh, I looked it up on Google Earth. I don't know if we were that far uh, northern India. But at any rate, to make my point, he began to talk back then about this country. And uh, he said it is a kingdom, and it is ruled by a king. And it's very difficult. You can't hardly get into its borders because it's so, uh, so tightly secured, but ruled by a king. And so monarchy, a monarch, uh, that is uh, royalty and rulership of a king. But there is, uh, there is the uh, monarch that is a, um, uh, a monarch uh, where it's uh, sort of like a democratic monarch where the people are involved. But there is what is called an absolute monarchy. Absolute. There are only, out of 195 countries, is how many countries are in the world, out of 195 countries, there are only six. Now think about what I'm preaching. There are only six that are monarch, absolute monarch kingdoms. That means that whatever the king says. A few of them are uh, Arab countries, and uh, actually one of them is uh, the Vatican, which is the pope. We don't call him a king, but he rules like a king. He's the pope and rules like a king. And so what that means is whatever the king says... That's what happens. So he is not bound by rule. He's not bound by regulation. He rules as a sole authority over that kingdom. There is no parliament. There's no one that he answers to. Whatever he says, that's the way that it is. I want to preach to the people of God, and I know where the majority of you stand. I don't know. There might be some I do not know, but I know the majority that are here. We know that we are a part of a kingdom in the spirit world. We We may not be royalty. Uh, we may not have royal blood. As a matter of fact, is anybody that's royalty, we'll meet you over in the church offices after church, and we'll be excited that you can pay the church off and build us a new building because you're a part of royalty, and you're a part of... Uh, you may not be royalty in the natural, but you are a part of royalty in the spirit world, <clears throat> and we are a part of a kingdom. We are a part of the kingdom of God and someone may be outside these doors and they have no clue about what's going on in the spirit world and they may say well I'm a good person I don't go to church but I don't serve the devil I'm not a part of the devil I'm not a part of his kingdom oh no no I beg to differ with you there are only two kingdoms on this earth in the spirit world I know there might be six monarch kingdoms that are absolute I know there may be 195 countries Somebody help me preach uh, with democracies and communism and all that's going on. Uh, but when it comes to the spirit world, there are only two kingdoms. 
You're either part of the kingdom of God or you're a part of the kingdom of this world. And I got to thinking about it. I'm glad that I made a decision back in 94, 1984, that was absolute. I made up in my mind that I was going to be a part of the kingdom of God. Clap your hands if you believe what I'm preaching to you. Amen, amen. I don't want to start comparing the two kingdoms because it is a ridiculous argument. You want to talk about who's, who is the most uh, opulent or the wealthiest person uh, in, uh, we'll say, America. I don't know. It could be debatable. Somebody said, well, Jeff Bezos is worth all the money. That may be true. What can he liquidate? What does he have? How much cash does he have? Somebody say it's um, Warren Buffett. I don't know. Is it uh, Bill Gates? Who's the rich? You could compare and say, well, what about his kingdom and this kingdom and that kingdom? Can I tell you the two kingdoms that I am preaching to you about today in the spirit world? There is, it is a ridiculous argument to even compare the two kingdoms. We don't even want to talk about what my God can do compared to the God of this world. As a matter of fact, the God of this world or gods of this world or what this world has to offer, my God, the King of kings, kick the God of this this world out of heaven and the last time you can read about him the God of this world was kicked in the seat of the pants by the God that I serve and he was like lightning falling from heaven and then I preach to you the soldiers of my God outweigh outnumber the soldiers in this earth two to one for every devil that hell has and for every devil that Satan has I got two to come bad against him. There's no comparison. I've got a God. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And whatever he says is absolute. He doesn't have to check in with a meteorologist. If he wants to stop the rain, he'll stop the rain. If he wants to stop the flood, he'll stop the flood. His power is absolute. Clap your hands if you believe well, somebody better jump on this train. It's leaving the station. I'm a part of a kingdom, and we shall be victorious. I'm a part of a kingdom. Clap your hands if you're part of the kingdom of God. Whew. Mm, I feel something moving. Come on, somebody give him some praise right now. I'm not going to compare these two kingdoms. It's a waste of your time. It'd be a waste of my time preaching. There's no comparison. But I do want to make one point, and it is the main thing. It is the main argument, and it would be this. One kingdom is dead, and one kingdom is alive. One kingdom, oh, I preach the word of the Lord to you. The Bible said you were dead dead in your sins. You were dead in your sins. One kingdom is dead and the other kingdom is alive. He is not a God of the dead, but he is a God of the living. He is not a king of the dead, but he is a king of the living. His kingdom is not a dead kingdom. His kingdom is a kingdom that is alive. All right, here we go. You, uh, you uh, river 
your people that we're alive in the river. I've come to preach that I'm not a part of a dead church. I'm not a part of a dead river. I'm not a part of a church where fish are floating on the top and we are full of parasites in the river. I'm a part of a church and a river that's alive. I am alive in the river and we're going to celebrate it all summer. It's time for the church to get up. It's time for the church to rally and say I'm a part of a kingdom that is alive. Clap your hands if you're alive today. Well, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody Yamahashata. And so kingdoms war against each other. Amen. They fight against each other. And one king, amen, when, when the kingdom takes over the other kingdom, then the king rules over all the land. I want to serve notice on the adversary. I know he's turning this world upside down right now on every measure. What in the world has happened over the past three months? Somebody help me preach. Let me tell you that it goes way back where the Bible said there was a war in heaven. Uh, Michael and his angels uh, warned against the angels uh, that were not a part of the things of God. Uh, George Hurt touched on it. Uh, I've preached about it before. There is a war going on in heaven uh, and it is shifted to the earth. Uh, there are kingdoms that are going again at each other and they are not in the natural sense uh, but they are in the spiritual sense uh, and I've preached about it again and I want to touch on it today. Uh, there's a shifting going on. Mm, mm, mm. There's a moving in the atmosphere. Oh, I need to drag out that old sermon about how the earthquake takes place because there's a shifting of those tectonic plates. Those plates begin to shift and when those plates begin to shift, things begin to erupt and it creates a violent earthquake. There's a shifting going on. There's a moving of spiritual tectonic plates and I want to let the devil know he better get ready because there's about to be an eruption. There's about to be an earthquake. The church is, oh, you better hear what I'm preaching. The church is about to come alive. There's about to be a revival that's unprecedented. There's about to be a move of God like we haven't seen since Azusa Street. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I challenge the church. You need to wake up. You need to come alive. You need to get alive live in the river. You need to realize that my God is about to do great things. Come on. This world is a reeling and a rocking. You better get a hold of something. As Paul grabbed the hold of the piece of the ship when it came shipwreck. You better get a hold of the piece of the ship. You better grab a hold of the altar. You better grab a hold of the coattail of a preacher. You better grab a hold of the hand of a prayer warrior on the skirt tail of an elder and say I'm hanging on because I know it's rocking but a revival is about to happen come on church I'm ready for it I'm ready for God to do great things give the Lord a mighty praise if you would right now oh come on clap your hands I thank you you're helping me up here Amen. Amen. My dad always ingrained in me everything that can be shaken shall be shaken. 
Amen. And only those things, mm, only those things that have a sure foundation, they are going to be the things that are going to remain. Amen. And I begin to think about Asa. And we're talking about royal royalty. This is a literal and spiritual royalty of how that he is, I think I'm great, great or great grandson of David. He's in that lineage. Amen. He come. He's coming in the lineage of David and Solomon and, and all the, the sons of David begin to start becoming wicked. But I begin to think about how that uh, Asa all of a sudden heard from the Lord. And he said, I'm tired of all this mess. Somebody say, I'm tired of all this mess. I'm tired of all this carnal mess. I'm tired of sin. I'm tired of being people strung out on drugs. I'm tired of the hatred and the racism. Amen. I'm tired of people being murdered and killed. I'm tired of brutality on all fronts, on every front. I'm tired of all of it. It's a work of the enemy. I'm going to touch on it in just a moment. But I want to proclaim to the church that Asa said, I, I, I am weary of this sin. And he said, we're going to clean house. He said, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to get, I don't know how this happened. We're going to get rid of the male prostitutes that are coming into the church house. We're going to clean it all up. But guess what? It's one thing when you can tell other people how to live. I feel like preaching. It's one thing when you're the pastor, the preacher, and you can get in the pulpit. I want to say it. It's coming out of my mouth and I can't stop it. It's one thing if you're a pastor standing in the pulpit and you tell the saints how to live. It's another thing when you tell your kids how to live. It's another thing when you tell your wife how to live. It's another thing when you tell your family members they can't be living the way they're living. And Asa said, let me tell you something grandma he didn't say it to mama he said it to grandma he said let me tell you something grandma Micah. he said I know you've set up your idol and you've set up a pole and people are dancing around it to Asherah but he said it's coming down he pulled it down and he threw it in a river he said I don't care if grandma set it up or not it's going in the river I don't know why I feel like meddling if your kids are living in your house and you're putting the roof over their head uh, and you're paying the bills uh, and you're turning the water on uh, and they taking a shower in your bathroom uh, you better tell them how to live uh, you better tell them you're not bringing that mess in my house uh, we're going to have a sin clean house uh, we're going to have a holy house uh, oh somebody praise him There's too much nodding and winking. There's too much, well, just patty kicking. You got to tell somebody, we got to clean it up. If we're going to have revival, if God's going to move, we got to have holiness in the church. We got to have it in the pulpit. We got to have it in the pew. He's a holy God. Clap your hands if you believe it. Amen. Amen. He said, we're going to put it down. And guess what? When they did, the Lord moved. And they had revival. Hey, man, you better love this more than anything. Hey, man, I love my wife and I love my kids. I take a bullet for them. But there's somebody I've got to love. Mm. I've got to love for my God that surpasses the love that I have for them. And I don't care if it comes from the bottom to the top or from the top to the bottom. Amen. My dad was a great man. And I would ever want to do anything as we celebrated his birthday just a few days ago. Amen. I would never want to do anything to taint the name that that man has placed upon me. Amen. And I would never want to do anything to, for, for this young man. 
and, uh, and my girls and my wife, my family. Amen. I don't want to do anything to... Uh, to, do, to um, uh, drag that name through the mud. Praise God. But I, I want to stay clean and I want to stay holy. It either goes to the top, he said, grandma, or it goes to grandson. Uh, hallelujah. We're not going to live like it. Well, come on, church. Uh, we're going to get it cleaned up. Uh, grandma, you put that pole up. Uh, you've been worshiping those idols. Uh, we're not going to worship those idols anymore. Uh, we're going to have revival. Uh, I don't know how you feel, uh, but I'm sold out to Jesus. And I don't know, I'm believing, I feel the Holy Ghost. My kids are prayerful, all three of them. And they're living for God. But I can promise you this, if God forbid, if they decided to get sidewind, my kids are not going to affect what I do in my life. And let me tell you that my dad was a great man. But if he'd have botched up, I would have still preached the word of the Lord. I still respect preachers that the daddies made a mess of their life. But they said, you know what, my faith is not built in my father my faith is built in my God you gotta have your mind made up that I'm sold out to Jesus and I am a part of this kingdom I'm not turning back clap your hands and praise him oh come on give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise amen amen we're wrestling not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. I'd get myself in real trouble probably if I stood up, out, especially with what, what all's going on. I'd probably get myself in. I'd probably get myself in some hot water if I stood up and said what I'm about to say right now. But it's not just flesh and blood. It's not the police. Come on, somebody help me out. It's not back and forth. I, 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 texted, I texted George Hurt. You know, George and I were talking. He preached. And so I just sent him a text last Sunday night late. It was just off the wall. And I said, what in the world could that man have been thinking? What was he thinking? And George, is, George has been down the road, folks. He was incarcerated, got saved, amen, from, from a horrible life. He knows all about it. He's had his run-ins and, and even other run-ins after he's been saved. And so he's, he's got a verse on it. And so I just off the I just said, what could he have been thinking to put his knee on that man's neck? And George gave me some explanation. He said, well, you know what? This is what I think. He, he probably was, he, he probably had done it before and thought he was just going to knock him out and, and then uh, didn't realize it's going to go to a place of death. And, and uh, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, guessing, but there's, there's some things that are, that are undertowing there. Some racism involved. Well, obviously there is. Hatred. There was some hatred. People trying to figure out what in the world could have been thinking and uh, was it a setup and now they say well he's working with him he had something going on and something going on in the workplace uh, I don't know I don't know what all the particulars uh, I know it's turned our country upside down and I know some of y'all are kind of you're, you're kind of cringing a little bit that I'm preaching about it but I've come to lay it in the wide open because I felt the Lord spoke to me and said you know what uh, you, can, you can try to figure this and that out uh, but let me tell you what it is uh, it is a spirit uh, from the pit of hell You, it is a spirit that's coming from the abyss of hell. It's the same demonic activity that got inside of a man by the name of Hitler that sent six million Jews to the gas chamber. It's the same spirit that got in Stalin. It's the same spirit that came a long time ago in a man by the name of Judas that betrayed his Savior for 30 pieces of silver. I've come to let the church know 
there's something going on in the spirit world. And if the church ever needs to be the church, it's this end time hour. Somebody's got to stand up and declare war on the enemy. Somebody give the Lord some great praise right now. Hallelujah. If the world ever needed the church, they need the church right now. Amen. They need the church right now. Amen. I've come against all sorts of spirits. Demonic spirits, human spirits, flesh spirits. I've had spirits look at me and tell me that the church is going to sink in quicksand. I've had spirits, I've had fleshly things tell me I'm not doing my job. Amen. I've had fleshly spirits tell me that I'm not on on board with what's going on. I don't know how that can be said to me. So I've had spirits tell me, hey man, it's not a good decision to build. It's not a good decision to grow. Those are humanistic. They are fleshly. They are not of God. They are not God-oriented. Hey man, so I'm making another declaration today. I am declaring war on Satan. And I'm declaring war on his kingdom. And I'm letting the devil know that we are going to have revival in this end time hour. We are the church. I said we're the church. We're built on the rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Somebody give the Lord some great praise right now. Come and help me out. Stand to your feet. And so what was my title? I'm glad eight people tell me what the title is since it's on the screen behind me. Somebody say it. I I preach about it enough. I want the church to say it. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. Say it like you got the Holy Ghost. Say it like you got a backing by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Somebody say it. Do you believe that? I'm ready for revival. Come up here, Mark and Kenya. Come on up here. Come up here and just... Just stand at the altar here. You don't have to face the congregation. Just face this screen. These folk here, they're ready to tear the devil's kingdom down. Ah, Rabba Mama Shata. Tired of playing games. Mm-mm-mm. Ready to get real about it. It's one thing when we can clap about it in church. It's another thing when we can take it down to the, the bridge that floods. Hope it doesn't rain. It rained a little bit. I'm ready to take this city. I said I am ready to take this city. I'm ready for walls to fall. This is the time to do it. I'm preaching the same. I keep repeating myself. I guess I'm getting older. I repeat myself. I'm ready for the plates to start shifting. I'm ready for moving in the atmosphere. I am ready for a revival like we've never seen. Clap your hands if you believe it. 
I know somebody believes what I'm preaching. They're getting ready to sing. Amen. Sing. Your kingdom is coming down. I just wonder if, it, if you'd want to social distancing. I just wonder if you'd want to step out from where you are. Kind of rally around this couple. They're kind of leading the charge right now. These folks are kind of leading the charge right now. Amen, amen, amen. If you can't, if you can't get close, then just kind of get out in the aisle way. We just spread ourselves out. I'm ready for a revival. I'm ready for a revival. I said I'm ready for a revival. Would you lift both hands in the air? Hey, we declare where you are. 